told you loving yourself could change your life. It can, and I know from experience. I'm Lo, and this is the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Everyone is worthy of self-love and guilty of letting others develop narratives about you. It's time to shut that down and own your narrative. Let's cut out the negativity and let yourself shine. It's never too late to love yourself inside out. Hello, listeners. Oh, my goodness. I have such an exciting couple episodes ahead for us here. I have a guest on the line, and I'm going to introduce her in just a second. But just so you know, I met her back in April, actually April 26, 2021. She has quite the extensive resume, which I will let her tell you about what she's been up to. But she has a huge place in my life because she is my pageant coach, Michelle. I know you've seen me post things about her and mention her in different things. But honestly, since I've met her, like my life has become totally different and in such a good way. So Michelle, say hello to everyone who's listening and welcome to the Love Yourself Inside Out podcast. Hey guys, I am so excited to be here. Lauren, I love that you know the exact date that we met. (laughs) I do because like I said, life changing. Like I had no idea going into a pageant journey and meeting a pageant coach that my life would be so different, you know, almost two years later. Well, I am so honored to be part of that journey, and I am so excited to be here with you today on your podcast. So thank you so much for inviting me. Well, yeah, absolutely. This is so exciting. I'm so glad you're the first guest on the podcast, which is just totally fitting because I feel like this all came from, you know, us meeting that first time. And I just want to get into a little bit. So if you could just let people know what you're up to and what you do outside of pageant coaching. So... Although I am a pageant coach, I do wear quite a few hats. So my husband and I recently retired from professional ballroom dancing. So that was a big part of our lives for the past 12 years. Currently, I'm getting ready for my own competition. Um, I'm working with a coach and I'm hopefully going to be stepping on the bodybuilding stage in 2023. Besides that, um, I have my master's in kinesiology and I teach online at uh, Lee College and in the middle of actually filming a independent film as well. So doing a lot of stuff, but pageant coaching has always been that staple for me. And it's one of the things that I absolutely love doing the most. Okay. So if you guys just heard that, you can totally see why her and I connected. Like I am totally inspired by her and everything that she does has been just amazing. And I just remember, I'm just going to talk about that first call. I remember being really kind of timid and shy and it was a video call and I was like, okay, I'm meeting a pageant coach. I know nothing about being in pageants. I don't feel totally qualified to even compete in one is, you know, thoughts I had going into that call. And I did it because I felt like I I had to and I was really hoping, you know, good would come from it and it was going to help me determine if I was going to compete. And the minute you popped on the screen, like instantly I felt comfortable. You made me just... I don't know, feel at ease and like I had everything I needed to compete, which is not necessarily what I expected the conversation to go like. So it was a wonderful surprise. But how does that work? You're meeting all these new people and you're just so open to boosting their confidence and getting them going. Like what drives you to just encourage others to be their best selves? You know, I think it it stems from my own journey of pageantry. And I had an amazing coach who essentially guided me through that entire process as well. And that's, that's what pageantry is all about. At the end of the day, whether you win or lose the crown, what you've gained from that is confidence. And I truly believe that everybody is worthy of getting that confidence throughout that journey. So 
like you said, you were timid, you were scared, and that's most women are girls who are competing in this sport. But if you have someone who has the knowledge ahead of time to help guide you through that process, there's no reason why anybody can't compete and get those life skills, get that confidence, whatever it is that they're seeking from that particular pageant journey. I think everyone is worthy and capable of finding that. And guys, just so you know, from like that conversation, we talked about like, what would my platform be that very first night on that call? We kind of started brainstorming because it became clear within, like I said, the first few minutes, like this was the right fit. I was doing the right thing. I knew, I knew hands down, like I was going to commit and start working with Michelle. And so we started talking about platforms and she helped craft and pretty much guided the love yourself inside out because originally I had started talking about, like I've told you, I've done that old project before the breaking glass girl, but she's like, no, you're way more passionate about this. And like you came up with like this whole love yourself inside out. And like that night I was like, okay, the URL is there. If I need it, like there's this, the Instagram and granted I've shifted away from using those particular pieces, but the love yourself inside out has stuck and now is a podcast. I mean, when you were talking with me, did you think you'd be on a podcast for the platform that you helped me craft that night? You know, that's kind of the goal, but girl, you get a gold star for your effort because a lot of the times I'll talk with girls, we'll come up with concepts, but you took it and you ran with it. And I truly believe that every girl is passionate about something, but we found what you were the most passionate about. And I am amazed that here we are. We're a product of all the labor that you've been doing and, you know, all of these goals that we set, it, I guess, back in April have come to fruition. So I am super proud of you. And again, gold star for your effort for that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. That means so much. Well, before we dig way into pageantry and really get lost in that world, because trust me, there it's overwhelming at times. And there are so many different things we're going to cover in these next couple episodes. But I want to do a few like speed dating questions in the way that's kind of what I phrased it when I first kicked off this um, podcast. I kind of wanted people to understand who I was a little bit. And so I'm calling it the speed dating round. Uh, But it's just quick questions on little things like, what do you like? What are you into? All those types of things. So people get to know who the person is a little more. So favorite book or favorite series of books? I love historical fiction. First one that came to my brain was The Other Boleyn Girl. Oh, okay. Good choices. And historical fiction is great. My mom also loves that. So I hear a lot about those. All right. Favorite movie? Titanic. I think I've seen that more than any other movie in my entire life. I don't know. When that fifth grade Michelle was watching Leonardo DiCaprio on the screen for the first time, fell in love. It's a tragic movie, but I can watch it year after year after year. That is a really good one. Like I all of a sudden flash back to sitting at the movie theater with my friend Emily watching that when it first came out. Excellent movie. All right. So what would we find like playing on your music list right now? I listen to literally anything and everything that has a good beat, especially now that I'm doing a ton of workouts in the gym. I need something that pumps me up. So we're talking like 80s to Lizzo to like Broadway musicals even. I will listen to anything as long as it has good energy. No, that's awesome because they say music totally can change your mood and get you into the right thing. So we love all types of music on this podcast. And let's see here. I guess if you could do anything in this world, what would it be that you'd want to try at least once? Ooh, that's a good question. I am pretty adventurous. 
But I definitely would want to make it a goal to maybe visit each and every continent, maybe excluding like Antarctica, but I love traveling. And so I think if like funds were not an option and traveling was just at my fingertips, want to visit the world. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's a great goal. Well, hopefully you'll be able to check a few more continents off in the upcoming years. All right. So now we know a little bit more about Michelle. And I just have to point out, if you noticed how easily she answered all those questions, she did not have them in advance, but that is what pageant training and the interview portion is like. (laughs) You just have to come up with answers that are from the heart and true and genuine on the spot. All right. So let's dig into pageants. Like, how did you even get into coaching? So I had such a positive experience with my coach that I decided that I wanted to be that guide for others as well. So it kind of started organically. So I had a couple successes with pageants and then girls started reaching out to me saying, hey, I saw you won this. Do you mind helping me along my way? And I was like, sure. So I started giving them tips and tricks. And then I realized that I had a passion for really helping women and girls finding it. So it just kind of grew organically for me giving tips and tricks via MySpace because yeah, that's when that age was starting. <laughs> so then actually starting to coach girls and set lesson schedules and then building pageant coaching by Michelle into what it is today. So I loved like looking back and seeing where I started to where it is now. I'm just kind of amazed by how much it's grown and how many women I've been able to help. So how many years have you kind of been pageant coaching or in the pageant space as a whole? So my very first pageant I competed in was in 2004, but I didn't really start coaching until about 2009. Okay. So many, many years, lots of lives changed in that time. So what kind of is a coach's role in the pageant world? Like what do they help people achieve? They are anything and everything that that contestant needs them to be, whether it's you know, a a cheerleader the day of, their mentor the entire time, someone holding their hand through the entire process. But we're there to make sure that you're as prepared as possible for any and all aspects of pageantry. So whether it's the walking on stage, whether it's the interview process, whether it's the building the platform that we talked about ahead of time, but making sure that you feel as comfortable as you possibly can on stage because all the work should just be celebrated pageant day. You shouldn't have to be worried about Am I walking correctly? Am I talking correctly? All of that work is put in ahead of time. We're just there to celebrate you and what we brought to pageant weekend. No, that makes total sense. Um, Because like I mentioned, and like I've said in past podcasts and also on my social, it is super overwhelming getting into all of it because there's just so many pieces and different things that you need to consider and think about and things like I never even thought about in advance that you know, because I, I consider myself somebody who's prepared. I did research. I kind of looked into a few things, but so much more has been uncovered. So coach, in my mind, is absolutely needed. If you're jumping into something like this, you can't just navigate it alone. I mean, you could, but you're going to be missing out on pieces that, you know, you just can't find online. So let's see here. How would you, like, if somebody were to try to pick a coach, do you have any tips on how they could go about looking or a pageant coach? I think it's like you said, you need to find someone that you connect with pretty quickly off the bat. And essentially it's just, it's when you meet anybody, if you have that instant connection, I think that that's definitely who you should start working with. But then also make sure that your morals and your values and things along those lines are 
aligning along the way. So finding someone who will encourage you, but finding someone who will also push you because sometimes we we set these limits for ourselves that we don't even know that we've set. And it just takes that one voice, that one person to be like, no, you can do more. You can push yourself to be better. So finding someone that you you feel like can push you in the right way to make sure that you feel as comfortable and confident pageant weekend as well. Yeah, no, that's excellent points because I think all of us go into something thinking we're giving it our all until somebody highlights, hey, did you ever consider going this way with it or pushing yourself this way? And then you just reach a next level that you didn't even know. I mean, I've totally experienced that in our interactions and like this whole session that we've been doing going into pageant weekend, which is crazy coming up. I don't know, at the beginning of this next year, it's like all it's of a sudden coming up here. January, Lauren, you're going to be on stage. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm freaking out in some ways. In other ways, I feel totally ready to do it. So it's you a good mix You are so now. ready. We're so ready. <laughs> I'm conquering the heels. I will be sending you a video of me walking by the lake in those heels. So I know <gasps> you, you come out on the lake. Yes. I'm going to. My husband's going to film me coming up doing it. But I just have to add this in. So at the last pageant, practice we had um she jokingly said like oh i you're gonna be walking by the lake in those heels you know because i'm out there walking all the time right now with the 75 hard challenge i'm doing um and i was kind of like yeah yeah uh uh-huh but the whole ride home all i could think about was that comment and so i get home and i tell my husband i'm like okay in about a month we are going out there and you're going to film me in their shoes walking alongside the lake so I can send it to my coach to let her know. <laughs> I love it. So sometime this it. month, you will be getting a video. <laughs> Can't wait. So we have been talking about like tips to pick a coach. And I just want to highlight this one thing because a lot of times people might think they need to be in the same room as the coach or in the same city. Is that true or untrue? No, I believe with technology, you're certainly able to work with someone virtually via Skype, via Zoom. There's so much that you can do without having to be face-to-face. Although I do think that face-to-face has some value, there's a lot that we can do virtually because with technology the way that it is, I can see you walking, I can hear you talking, so we can honestly make anything work. Because, I mean, you and I are in different cities too, so we've done virtual, we've done face-to-face. So if it's a passion, if it's something you want, we can make it work. Exactly. Yes, I do make the truck down to Houston, which is about a four-hour drive. One of the nights, it was about six with the, uh, I don't know, there was a shutdown on the road. But it's totally worth the drive time to me and coming down and being in that area because I do appreciate the face-to-face. But yeah, Michelle has been available via text, email, phone call, like every way imaginable. And sometimes I feel so bad. I'm like, okay, which way do I want to contact her? Because it's not of immediateness. So I think I'll email her this time or sometimes I'll send you an Instagram message. And sometimes I'll send a text if I feel like it's something, you know, that's more timely or (laughs) it's kind of funny though. I try to pick not how not to bother you the most when I'm trying to reach out. It is never a bother. I try to make myself as available as possible because sometimes those things just pop into your head last minute and you have a question you need it answered. And I mean, I'm like that with my coach as well. If I'm doing the middle of a workout and I need something, I'm just like, hey, am I doing this right? Is this correct? So I get it. So I want someone to be available for me. So I want to be available for my clients. No, and you totally are. You totally are. I just know you've got a ton going on and I, you know, it's the, it's the uh, corporate person and me trying to respect I'm in space and all of that because getting flooded with IMs while sitting at work is not always the most fun, you know, thing that happens. So 
it's totally good. You you are available all the time though. So it's amazing having a coach and like, yes, like she just mentioned, when things pop up in your head, you know, or you're having like a freak out or like me, I tend to obsess about something in a way. Like I get so fixated on it. I need to figure out the answer, like the next step, or I need to plan when is that appointment going to be? And Michelle has done a wonderful job helping me navigate that and like, you know, calm down a minute, like think through it. And things have been working out great. Like I just booked my photo session, which I tried to book about a year ago, but luckily I didn't because now I'm with like the pageant director getting my photo shoot scheduled and doing all that. So it's going to be the right feel for the, you know, competition I'm in. And, you know, timing is another thing with pageants. So We'll get into the actual pieces of pageants, but there's a lot of things that have to happen leading up to even competing, right? Like if you were to timeline wise, like does somebody need to start multiple years out or how does that normally work when they're working with a coach and what is lead time like? Um, so everyone typically is on their own timeline. There are some times that I've suggested people wait, but sometimes girls are like, hey, I signed up for this pageant. I only have a few weeks. Can you get me ready? I mean, we can definitely, we can definitely try. And it really depends on where they are as far as their, their fitness goals or their, you know, walking and heel capability or their interview skills. So everyone comes a little different. Of course, you gave yourself almost three years to get ready for your pageant, which I love for you because that's what you knew you needed. But that's, I would always suggest if you're able to start at least six, eight months in advance, because there's so much that goes into it, whether it's finding a designer to make your dress, practicing your walk so that you're super comfortable on stage, starting to create a platform if you haven't done so already, maybe if you haven't competed in pageants previously, starting to hone all those skills. So again, the pageant week is a celebration of all that hard work that goes into it. So in a perfect world, I'd say about six to eight months leading up into it, find your coach, find your team, set your schedule so that you know exactly what you're going to be doing month by month so that you're ready to go show day. And it is a full-time job. Like there's not a day that I don't think about doing something for the pageant or prepping. And it's even down to like, if I'm walking down the hall at the office, like it is swinging my arms in the right way with the opposite foot. I love foot. that. <laughs> you know, so trying to get the opposite foot going and being really smooth. And somebody, it's funny because a couple coworkers I know listen to this podcast and they're like, we're wondering if we're going to catch you, you know, walking around here differently or doing stuff. And I've caught myself like when I'm heating up lunch now, I'm actually doing the poses or like, you know, doing the split stance or like a pet. <laughs> pageant stance like I'm sitting there doing these things without even really thinking about them because I'm just trying to make it like so normal and part of my everyday so literally every day I think about something in the pageant and I do something I don't know to like get myself a little more ready so it's like a daily thing that I'm like thinking about it and doing it so it is a full-time job and you really do have to plan it out um, and I will tell you, even after this, it's still going to be a part of your life. So even even when you get done competing, you know, in a couple of years, you're going to be still doing pageant stance and split stances in your photos and walking taller and speaking more confidently. Like once you get those skills, a pageant girl is always a pageant girl. And I am so excited to, I guess, wear that title in that way or be part of that community because Everything I've seen on social and from meeting other people that you've coached and just watching your stories and what you share about, you know, other contestants, everybody's so supportive. Like you hear these stories or 
I don't even know that they're real stories, but you hear things like, oh, it's such a competitive world and people aren't supportive and they just want the crown. And yeah, while everyone does want the crown, like it seems to me everybody is just super supportive and it's a really healthy environment to kind of enter and be a part of. Agreed. And I will say probably those those stories that we hear, the negativity we hear are from people who come out of pageants not winning and maybe being bitter about their experience. But we have to understand it's a subjective sport and only one person wins a crown. But if you have done the best that you absolutely can do preparing for the pageant and you walk on stage and you walk into the interview room and you are proud of what you've accomplished, you've already won. You've beaten the person that you were yesterday. And if you go into that pageant with that healthy mindset, that's when you get that valuable skill set. That's when you get those experiences that will last a lifetime. It's those girls who just chase crowns that unfortunately add to that negativity and that this is too catty and that things are too subjective or so you just have to understand going into it. The only person you have to beat is the person that you want to be. No. And that is a really good point because you can get lost in all this. If you get caught up in what somebody else is trying to do or what they're posting or they have, you know, this dress or something, because you can see it all like with social media, it's so apparent now it's all out there. You can, become envious in ways of certain things. And you can be like, oh, why am I not doing this? Why don't I have this many followers like they do? Or, you know, maybe I need to be doing X, Y, and Z to match them. But that's the thing. I know you've always talked about individuality and being like just true to who I am in this whole process. And I feel like that's what's kept me from focusing on what they're doing versus what I'm doing. And so as I'm going through and looking at all these things, as we've talked about, I've had a lot of time to watch other people in their journeys, you know, I'm happy for them and celebrating them and trying to stay true to me throughout the whole thing. I mean, what recommendation would you give to somebody trying to just not compare themselves to others as they're going through this journey? So I will say that I used to be that person as well. When it came to, let's say, our competitive dance career, I would look at who we were competing against as soon as the heat list came out. I wanted to know how many couples we had in our category. I wanted to know if we'd beaten them before. But I started this unhealthy mind game with myself. If we'd beaten them before, certainly we should beat them this weekend. But you have to realize, again, the competition is between you and the person that you want to be. And when I started not even looking at the heat list, not worrying about what other people were doing, that's when our scores and our dancing significantly improved because comparison is a killer. You start comparing yourself, like you said, they have this dress and they have this sponsor and they have this, et cetera, et cetera. Judges are individual people too. And we can't start to prejudge ourselves before we've been in front of those people. We don't know what kind of day our competitor is going to have. We don't know exactly what the judges are looking for in that particular pageant or in that particular instance. So staying focused on what the goals you've set for yourself, staying focused on the journey that you and your coach have set for yourself and stay off social media if you are those type of people that like to compare yourself. So I had to just keep, I had to just stop looking. I, I can't look because I don't want to put myself onto that path of comparing myself. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, and that's so true because I had a slight moment that I'll admit where I saw that they posted how many women were signed up already for the Mrs. Division for the one I'm in. And I went to my husband and said, oh, my gosh, if more people sign up, like, I may not get a crown. Like, And I had that moment. And then I was like, oh, shame on me. Like, that is not at all what this is about. I am, you know, obviously I want to win and I want to go to nationals. And, like, the end goal is to really, like, succeed at this and experience the whole thing. 
But like you said, like I've also been thinking about, well, it's going to be great that me getting on stage is even, that's like the end game right there. Like stepping foot the first time I'm, you know, competing and it's the true competition and I'm on stage like that right there is the the successful moment for me. So 100% and we're all human and that happens and you'll, yeah. and that's the moment where, you know, text me, Instagram message or whatever, like, Hey, there's this many and I'll tell you, like, don't worry about it. Don't compare yourself to the other girls because this is your journey, not anybody else's. That's very true. Okay. So there are a ton of pageant systems out there. And like, as we experienced in my journey, even I had thought I was completely doing a different one until recently. And, you know, I switched and this one just feels way more aligned to me. So, I mean, there's so many, and especially in when you're in those younger age groups, you know, outside of misses, there's even more, I believe, it, you know, from what I can see, there's just a ton of like miss out there and all of that. How does somebody choose the correct pageant system or what should they be looking for when they're searching through all of these? You want to look at the categories that you have to compete in and make sure you're super comfortable with what the expectations are. So if you're not comfortable being in a swimsuit on stage, find a pageant that maybe has a fitness competition or runway or something that's comparable to that. Because certainly the last thing you want to do, if you're already uncomfortable thinking about being on stage in a swimsuit, I don't know if that's necessarily the pageant system that you want to go into. Also looking at the prizes and the outcomes and the goals and where does this pageant lead after this? So say you do a city title, do you then go to state? Are you going to then go to nationals after that? Is that something you want to continue to pursue? Some pageants have required talent. If you don't have a practice talent already, I wouldn't necessarily enter a pageant and just try to learn a talent if it's one of the recommend or the required competitions, because you could be competing against girls that have been playing violin their entire life or singing their entire life. So looking at where do I fit and where do I feel comfortable? And then maybe also some pageants have big scholarships. If education and getting money for education is something that you really want to focus on, obviously go towards that pageantry system. If maybe being on the runway in New York City or going on trips, look at those type of pageant system prize packages and just kind of see where you want to fit. And then, you know, look at their social media pages. Are there girls active? Or are you just a title holder that wins a crown once and then shows back up a year later and then just gives up the title? But there are some systems and their girls are working and networking almost weekly. They're going to different events. And if that's what you want to do because you want to get better at your networking skills and make those connections, then go towards those pageant systems. Yeah. And you just highlighted a great point. So it sounds like to me that, you know, once you have a title, the work isn't done. Like you're constantly no. improving yourself and doing that. Can you shed a little light on like what that might be for somebody if they're, you know, if they've won and like what kind of the expectation is in a way after that, like, what do they need to prepare for? So I tell, I tell my, uh, my girls, I'm like, when you win, not only are you representing yourself, but you're representing every other girl or woman that you competed with as well. So you are a representation of all of those women who wanted this title. So it is up to you to make something of this title and the opportunities that you are given when you have a crown and sash on are pretty limitless. You can be interviewed on the radio, on a podcast, on the news, you go to charitable events, you can make your title in your year as big and as grand as you want it to be, or that crown is asking to sit on your dresser for the entire year. But no, the work is not done. You need to represent your platform. You need to represent all those women who wanted the title just as badly as you did. 
And again, those networking opportunities. I've had girls that have met people during their reigns that then helped them get the prestigious interview that they wanted or it led into another type of partnership. But there's so much that you can do if you continue to pursue this like a job. Yeah, and that is so exciting. I mean, that's one of the things that really drew me to want to even enter a pageant and try something in the first place because I've always felt like I've had a message in me that I wanted to get out and you know, how this podcast came to be and things. I just feel like if I gained a title, I'd be able to help bring that message to more people in different ways and maybe have additional resources to turn it into an online classroom. Maybe it's a speaking series at schools or, you know, there's so many things that I've been thinking of, like if I win, you know, what could I do with it? So is that kind of what you're saying with the mindset of trying to think about how you can grow and be better? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You're constantly trying to, you know, grow as a person, grow your platform, grow your title, because it is what you make of it. And that's what I tell girl. You can, again, have that crown and sash sit on your dresser because your director might not be pushing you as far and as much as you want them to, because sometimes there are directors who want you win. they're like, okay, see you next year. So it's up to you to start emailing those organizations, like the things you just talked about as well, starting different organizations yourself or speaking at things, people will open up doors because of that crown and sash. So make your year what you want it to be. And that's really exciting. That's all part of a self-love journey is, you know, figuring out what's going to make you feel the best with what you're doing. And, you know, if people ever question why pageantry and why, you know, this is part of my journey, it's because of this whole aspect of it. It's like, you know, it, it can open those doors and get you into places that might take you years otherwise to get into. So that's all super exciting. Tune in next week because we're going to have part two of this pageant convo with Michelle. We have gotten amazing insight so far and there's even more info and details from Michelle and I. It's going to be a blast. We'll talk to you next week. That was your weekly dose of self-love with me. Lo, want more? Tune in next week and connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Lauren Elizabeth Jones. Send me a DM. Let me know what you want to hear, what you think, and we'll talk about it all. Join me on the next Love Yourself Inside Out podcast.